Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thanks for joining us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Tomasz Koper, bringing you 50 minutes of English language features. Up ahead in today's program, we have Shirley's Jukebox Republic. But first, we begin with Here in Taiwan. Hello everyone. Today is March 4th. If you are joining us on Facebook and if you are joining us on shortwave, the traditional way it is Monday, March 7th. I'm Tomasz Koper and I'm joined in the studio by Shirley Lin. Hi there. And today we're going to be looking at a selection of interesting topics, uh, which include Taiwanese citizens asking about nearest bomb shelters or air raid shelters. Um, I guess the international situation has got a lot of people spooked, um, mm. including my family. I had to uh, talk to my mom, uh, calm her down a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, but better safe than sorry, I guess. Um, we're also going to be looking at a secret art gallery uh, in the legislature building. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to learning all about that. I haven't <laughs> read that story. And then we're going to be uh, talking about an NFT which was released by a temple in Tainan. And the NFT features a Taoist god. So we're going to be uh, finding out how that jives with the whole concept of NFTs. Um, so stick around for details on all of those stories. All right, Shirley, are you afraid of uh, bombs falling on your house anytime soon? Anytime soon? Um, well, not not now, not 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 quite yet. But do you know where your nearest air raid shelter is? I have no idea. I, I have, have no, no idea, idea either. I um, I didn't even know that there are any. <laughs> Uh, you know, people people ask us, um, or I don't know if they ask you, they ask me every now and again, uh, because I live in Taiwan, my friends from back home, my family sometimes calls me asking, are you okay? Because uh -huh. we've heard on the news that China is, you know, doing stuff again, China right. is saying things. Do you uh, Do you ever have to explain to people that, no, we're fine, like, we're not getting bombed just yet? Um I've only had to explain once, I think. Maybe it was like last year or the year before during COVID. And you know, I've got a friend who was thinking about coming over to Taiwan and she was like really excited and everything. But then later she said, oh, I don't think I'm coming over because I hear that China's thinking about invading Taiwan. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's not as serious as you thought it is, you know. I said, oh, but anyway, um, not this time. <laughs> I guess to a, to a lot of people who don't live here, uh, this attitude se seems kind of dismissive. 
Mm-hmm. Like, well, what the news said that you know it's gonna be war like next week, yeah, and yeah. and here you are telling me that no, you know, life goes on as normal. Life goes on, I yeah. know. But um, it's it's not you know dismissive or flippant. Uh, we're we're not being, um, you know, uh, too confident. I think uh-huh. we're just trying to live our lives, um, yeah. despite the the tense situation. Yeah, I know, right. But people want to know where the shelters are, just in case. Right. Well, well, Thomas, try to guess how many bomb shelters you think we have island-wide in all of Taiwan. I would say... Guess a number. In in tens of thousands. So I would say 20,000. Okay, what's a lot more? It's a lot more. 105,000. 105,000. I was thinking, what? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And and that's for a total capacity of like about 87 million people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, Wait, that's um, that's many times over the population of Taiwan. R- yeah, yeah. And but the thing is, uh, it says that you know uh, the the information about the shelters is published every year, mm-hmm. and I didn't know about this. But um, anyway, and it says that most of the garages and other underground spaces of uh, both public and private buildings in Taiwan are designated as shelters. In the oh. event of a drill or a war or whatever. Well, now it explains the, or that explains the number. Yeah, right, right. Um, but still, that is a lot. And Taipei alone boasts about 26,000 sites. See, you estimate the number for, for all, Taipei. But it's actually for <laughs> Taipei. And that can accommodate up to 21 million residents. And um, it says that if mobile devices are inaccessible during the emergency because this information is available anywhere, anytime, then you can always seek shelters in nearest public facilities, such as a bank. And then mm. I thought, a bank? But of course, the bank vaults, right? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> I guess um, right. And then as you leave, you know, get a, a, a stack of um, money. Gold. Gold or <laughs> I, I don't, I don't or think I don't bag. think actual bank vaults <laughs> no. look the way we imagine them from movies and cartoons, probably. It's not like a huge safe with uh, slabs of gold, know, right? <laughs> bars of gold, sorry. Yeah, probably not. Uh, especially during a time of, you know, if you have to, if everybody has to go down to the shelters. Yeah. Um, I, another is like the underground malls, mm-hmm. okay? And also the, the MRT stations oh, itself. Okay. Oh, so then I realized that all the stations are designed to become shelters. I suppose you know it makes sense. I well, suppose. Well, this is what this is what people are doing in in Ukraine, in Kiev, uh, for yeah. example. Um, uh, they are taking shelter in uh, subway stations. Oh, okay. Those, those are pretty deep underground. Yeah. Uh, usually, sort of domed as well, which means they can take a lot domed. of pressure. Yep, that's right. Wow. Okay, so Thomas, you live in Shilin District, which is not far from RTI. Yes. Yes. Can you guess how many um, shelters actually just in Shilin District alone? In Shilin District alone, uh, five, no, uh, 4,000. 4,000? Yeah. Actually, I do not know the number, but I can show a picture. Wait, what do I hit on? Do you see that? I know I'm covering <laughs> up Tomas here, but look at that. Just look at that. That's just Shilin District this is alone. Amazing. For, for our viewers uh, or for our listeners on yeah. the radio on shortwave, uh, this map uh, shows locations of shelters in yellow and it's yeah. basically all yellow i know right it's it's a yellow blob <laughs> of shelters amazing? and it's it's pretty zoomed in as well <laughs> so this really amazed me so anyway thomas you better find out which one's nearest to where you live but actually probably they're all in walking distance from where you live yeah, you know it, i mean it's l- so dense looking at the map i i, I can probably <laughs> walk to like 15 of them so it's like a beehive kind of thing. Yeah. This is amazing. It just shocked me. And to think that there's so many shelters. And I've been home 
thirty years, and I had no idea what the shelters are.、Hmm. You know, not not even one. <laughs> so. But、um, I don't know. We are I, so prepared. I don't know if that makes me feel better or、oh, or worse. Because on one hand, it's great that they're there.、Mm. On the other hand, I mean, there's a reason why they are there, and that reason makes me a bit uneasy. Ah,、uh, well, yeah. Anyway, well, we'll, we'll be here for each other. Yes. Okay. Let's、uh, <laughs> let's hope for peace. Yes. Always. Always.、Um, Jen Delari, sorry. Was saying that I grew up in a town with three air force bases, two army bases, and a military camp, all in the same country, a county. Around the later days of the Cold War, we didn't really have bomb shelters as we had fallout shelters. My high school was the closest, cause hold on, cause, cause our town, our town、mm-hmm. figured. Oh, okay, figured. Where am I now? Because、uh, our town figured we'll actually get nuked. I haven't thought about a bomb shelter in a long, long time, but it might not hurt to find out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is a freaky thing to have n- near your house and and a nuclear shelter.、Um, yeah. That is hopefully now a part of history and something that we won't have to revisit as a as a as a thing that might actually、mm, get used in、right. the future. Fingers crossed. Yes, fingers crossed. Okay. okay. That's the one. That's the one I like with the with the、oh, okay. you know、uh, drop, so to speak. <laughs> okay, tell us about the,、uh, the secret art gallery in the legislative building. Right. Actually, it has a normal art gallery itself, which is open to the public, and、mm-hmm. people see it all the time as they walk in and out, you know, to work, whatever. And that exhibition has been around since 2000, the year 2000, and、uh, it's got watercolor, ink, and oil paintings, along with lithographic prints and the calligraphy, and they're on permanent display along this cultural corridor,、mm-hmm. apparently. But there is also a little unknown. And not open to the public, secret art gallery. It、uh, displays sculptures, ceramics, and industrial designs. So very different from the permanent gallery. But、um, it's been displaying art in the gallery for more than twenty years, and nobody knew about this. And now they're telling us that there is a secret gallery. So my question is: Yeah, who was it displaying art for? If no one knew it was there. Um, it really is for just the legislators, lawmakers themselves. It's got a very strict selection uh, uh, policy. Um, the artists, it's said, that must have held individual or joint exhibitions, and received an award at a competition,、mm-hmm. and well, at least one. And it says that additionally, the artist can be exhibiting his works once. Every eight-year period, so I guess eight years later you can exhibit again your artwork,、uh, considering you're still painting, right?、Mm-hmm. And,、uh, um, and it says that they this gallery works with National Taiwan Museum,、um, and to pick out uh, which art uh, you know pieces to exhibit, and it says that、uh, they avoid exhibiting well-known artists' works. Mm-hmm. In the hope that the exhibition serves as a creative space for artists who are trying to become famous, all right, making a, a name for themselves.、Mm-hmm. Now, by some, displaying their art to like three hundred people <laughs> who have access, because <laughs> <laughs> they may, maybe they think that they have the power to like you know promote their work and say, hey, this guy is good, you know, let's promote him and you know let 
please exhibit his works or something like that. I don't know, because they have more, right, mm -hmm. the power to, to really say something. Um, now, of course, some works are not considered to be suitable, considering the backgrounds or tastes of some legislators. That's really what's said here. And um, it's said that art <sighs> was featuring nudes, weapons, and religious imagery are considered too sensitive for display, while abstract paintings and modern art are avoided out of concerns over fanning controversy. <laughs> so this is very strict policy here. Yeah, which <laughs> the, kind of defeats the purpose of having an art gallery if you're going to be excluding a lot of art that actually might have something to say. Right. So they want landscape painting, <laughs> like easy art, uh, you know, of the, the famous Safe painting of, of, yeah, of, of dogs playing poker. Is that <laughs> what they're displaying? <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, they're saying that they don't want to display any well-known artist works, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have to have your own exhibition, mm -hmm. plus you've had to have awards at competitions. Mm -hmm. Now that's making a very yeah, that's, high... That's pretty famous, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? That, those were the thoughts that went through my mind when I read the story, so, so very interesting. Famous, but not too famous. Famous, but not too famous. And interesting, but not too interesting or not controversial, <laughs> controversial. at all. Using traditional methods. Well, that sounds like a very boring art gallery. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be visiting. Yeah, I guess it's not for you or not. No. I suppose. I, I like um, art that challenges me, the art that makes me think. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, doesn't necessarily have to involve violence or, or sexuality or anything like right. that. But, I mean, these are the parts of our lives that we very often have to work through. Mm -hmm. uh, using art, um, right. this is issues that are not easily discussed among mm -hmm. people. This is what art is for. You know, the way I appreciate art is that I think that it shouldn't just only express one thing or one concept. It should be open to people interpreting in their own ways, and mm -hmm. that's how you appreciate art. I mean, that's what I think. You know, mm -hmm. so I mean, you shouldn't be categorizing these arts as oh, that's controversial because it's something about it's something religious or that's controversial because it's nudes. But somebody else look at it, that, that's not a nude. That could be something else, like yeah. Picasso, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, the uh, birth of Venus, uh, mm. the, the painting, um, I guess that wouldn't make the cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Which creation of Adam, um, that wouldn't make the cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, right? Some of the most... Uh, Picasso wouldn't make the cut. <laughs> abstract art. Abstract art. Uh, that's not what our legislators anyway, like. I'm sure, you know, um, they, uh, the legislature probably don't think that they have a fair say as to what the art gallery is about, but that's what this story from Taipei Times is saying. But, um, you know, they probably want to jump in and explain. But anyway. And, you know, this is interesting because um, I want to say about one of my best friends... Um, 25 years ago, she started her bucket list, and one was that she was going to give an art exhibit, um, you know, like years later, well, all right, 25 years later, um, at a time when she didn't know anything about oil painting, and she's doing it. And by the way, she's going to be holding her very, very first solar exhibit, like, later this month. Mm. Yeah, I'm really excited for her. I mean, this is what you what is meant by, you know, having a bucket list. Mm -hmm. It's like starting on something that... You just, you know, you, 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 you set a goal and then you make it happen. 
And it's just amazing. It really inspires all her friends around her, including myself. You this know? is very inspiring. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Having and a she's solo good. art exhibition. I know. 25 yeah. years ago, she didn't know a thing about holding a, 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 a brush. But now 25 years later, she's, and, and she's good. Mm-hmm. You know? So anyway, I might give you an invitation to her that art exhibit. So. Um, Jendalari anyway. is yeah. saying, yeah, safe in quotation marks. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is not really, like, good art shouldn't be. Safe. Safe. Yeah. yeah. In quotation marks. Right. Uh, and Leslie is yelling at us uh, in the comments <laughs> from home. Secret art gallery? Uh, can I channel Le- Leslie? <sighs> Secret art gallery? No, this is not his voice. I'm not going to do it. Someone called James Bond. Um, I think uh, Indiana Jones would be more oh, yeah. uh, interested. Right. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> That's a or, good one. or an art gallery that isn't secret. Okay, let's talk about NFTs ah. again. I guess we're going to have to talk about them um, many more times as, as time goes on because they seem as to... As, as long as Thomas is here. <laughs> they seem to be getting more and more popular, which is something that I, I will never understand. Um, do you know what NFTs are? N- uh, no, I mean, I'm... No, <laughs> I still okay. don't. Not so, really. So NFTs stand for non-fungible tokens. It's a token of ownership. It's a piece of software that is impossible to copy. So unlike a regular file, you cannot just copy it and have two. Um, the file also contains the list of transactions Um on the file. Uh, so if you give it to someone else, if you sell it, then it has to be added to that uh, list that the file maintains. Hmm. And there is a bit of information inside every NFT. And that bit of information usually oh, can be a link, can be some uh, bit of text. Uh, I don't think an image would fit in there because actually they don't have the ability to hold a lot of information. But the link that they can put in there can lead to a picture. And then people who sell NFTs say that, well, if you buy one, you are now the owner of that picture. Right. The thing is that there is no body, no legal um, instance that recognizes the validity of those claims. So you can say that, oh, I bought an NFT, so now I own a picture online, but that picture can be taken down, so the link can then be dead. Um, which then proves that you own nothing, nothing. like a, a page that no longer exists. Um, and also no one is recognizing those kind of claims. Huh. But that doesn't stop people from releasing NFTs because they can sometimes be sold for a lot of money. And a Taoist temple in Tainan, Pufa Dao Ji Si, yeah, is uh, releasing a Qigong NFT. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, Taoist uh, deity, Qigong? Yeah. No. Uh, so Qigong was apparently a monk uh, who lived in during the Song Dynasty in China. He was he had a pretty colorful um, backstory. He was kicked out of temples for not following monastery rules, uh, such as not eating meat and not drinking alcohol. So he was into meat, into alcohol. Okay. 
bit of a troublemaker. So he was kicked out, but uh, after some time on the road, apparently he discovered that he had powers to heal people. Oh. So people assumed that he was an incarnation of an uh, arhant, uh, which is an enlightened person in Buddhism. Well, so far he sounds like he has the qualifications of becoming an NFT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of those qualities. <laughs> so the... Um, People who run the temple, um, the the head priests, uh, decided that they were going to release an NFT after consulting, supposedly, with the uh, deity, with Jigong himself, and uh, through Bwabwe, which is a, a Taiwanese Yeah, uh, you throw the divinity of, blocks. Yes. Yeah, uh, two, two, and you throw them at the same time. Yes, right? it's, a, it's, a, it's a form of divination where you yeah, uh, right. throw uh, two wooden blocks on the floor, and the, the way they fall mm -hmm. kind of tells you what the answer is. And apparently, yeah. the answer was yes. The answer was positive. Uh, okay. So they minted a one gold NFT, oh, wow. uh, eight silver NFTs, and 888 bronze semi-fungible tokens which is a kind of different category we don't have time to go into that now wow they're serious about and this. there's yeah there's uh all of them will be up for sale and nfts some very rare uh nfts are actually or have sold for like a lot of money um, but uh, in general the consensus is right now among most reasonable people that nfts are pretty much just a scam Oh. It's a way to get money from people who believe that in the future, when they, or when they buy an NFT, in the future they will be able to sell it for more. Uh -huh. So it's uh, kind of like... Now they think it's a scam? I think it's a scam because most of those NFTs will never sell for more than they were bought for. Oh. Uh, I don't think they will appreciate in value ever. There is one type of NFT that has appreciated in value, but this is like the most famous type of NFT and it's still riding the wave of novelty, of popularity. People are like, ooh, NFTs, you know, what is this? Uh, but I don't think it's going to take off in a, in a major way uh, ever. And most people, I'm sorry if we have uh, NFT aficionados among yeah. our viewers, I don't think NFTs uh, are ever going to pay off. So if you're hoping, for a nice chunk of change in the future from your uh, fancy ape <laughs> NFT or your Taoist deity NFT, Jigong NFT, uh, I think you're in for a bit of a disappointment. Right. Um, so how long have N NFTs been around, you know, since the first one till now? Um, how long has it been since the first just, one? Yeah, just NFTs. It's, it started last year, really. I oh, mean, um, the oh, technology so has been around been... longer, but... Oh, um, it has. Oh, okay. But NFTs, became... really, NFTs really gained um, um, popularity or caught the public attention uh, after an artist uh, called Beeple sold his NFT or NFT of his works so far. Like, he releases a daily image. Um, has been doing that for a few years. Oh, okay. He sold all of them as a collection for a few million dollars. Uh, I, I forget US how much. US dollars. Yes. Uh, so it was a, a huge purchase. And then a lot of uh, artists uh, rushed to buy uh, or mint their own NFTs, sell their own art, which is an expensive process, minting an NFT. Mm. And unfortunately, most of them lost their money uh, yeah. because no one wants to buy them, really. <laughs> so on that unfortunate note we're going to have to uh, start wrapping up um hopefully you invest your money wisely yeah, don't really. buy nfts 
Don't rush to shelters. Um, <laughs> the world isn't ending just yet. So uh, stay positive. Support peace is my, the message I want to leave you with. So um, I, for here in Taiwan, I am Tomasz Koper. And I'm Shirley Lin. Stick around for more English language programming at RTI and catch us again with Here in Taiwan on Monday or Tuesday on Shortwave. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Fruit market in Tel Aviv to a fish seller in Taipei. The people of our world are working hard to make a living. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Hello there, you've just tuned into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin of Radio Taiwan International. I'm afraid you're not going to be in for a very light-hearted episode this week, even though the song doesn't imply that. Uh, last week I found two interesting topics in the news. One was about this new reservist uh, training program. Of course, you know, with China claiming to take Tomahawk Force for some time now, uh, it's kind of tense. And with the recent uh, Russell-Ukraine crisis, um, we're getting nervous here in Taiwan. Not me in particular, but Taiwanese people. I'm sure there are some people who are uh, kind of in a panic. But uh, the other story is about global warming and how the UN is saying that it's going to be pretty serious for Taiwan. Well, I guess they didn't pick out Taiwan in particular, but to you know, to be on concern. Um, how it's going to impact Taiwan. Yeah, it's going to be pretty bad for Taiwan if we don't do something about it. Um, so this song is Zhang. It means uh, tense relationship. And I'm talking about between Taiwan and China by Zhou Chuanxiong. <laughs>
心中已经有了方向。哦哦、不要再有太多幻想，静静地将未来握在自己的手上。不要再有太多幻想。You're listening to Jubal's Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm talking about、uh, first off、uh, this、uh, new story、uh, in the past week that says military de- details new reservist program. So the military unveiled this new reservist training regimen. I have a hard time saying the word reservist. Reservist, okay, and that、uh, it's going to provide more intensive training、uh, to improve combat readiness. And、uh, for those of you who know about the、uh, relationship between Taiwan and China, it's pretty tense lately. For I'd say for the last one and a half years,、um, you know they've been having these military,、uh, you know,、uh, fighter jet incursions from China、um, over the airspace in Taiwan. The、um, yeah, I mean. It's been kind of bad, and so、uh, obviously it's understandable that they've got this new program, and it already began over the weekend.、Uh, that reservists would undergo two weeks of training rather than the current five to seven days. So reservists would not have rest days during the two-week period. It gets pretty good details here,、um, and I learned so much. And they would spend more time on combat training. Like、uh, shooting pistols, rifles, and machine guns, and、uh, they would train for ten hours a day. You've got to be really fit to do that, including two hours at night, undergoing、uh, bivouac training. That means like shelter,、uh, either with or without cover, and、uh, they're required to complete a ten-kilometer march in full gear.、Um, It doesn't say how much people have to shoulder, how much gear, how how heavy the the full gear is, but、um, you it, it couldn't be very light, you know. And reservists would only be allowed to use their mobile phones twice a day, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. and then from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And I was going like, what? So what do you do between 8 and 9 p.m.? Well, I'm sure they got some kind of routine, but um. I found that kind of interesting.、Um, so that's the the、uh, that's the routine for the two weeks.、Um, while training reservists、uh, would be longer and more intense under the new program, the new training program, the new guidelines, overall time actually is not much longer. It's about the same as the、uh, the current program. Now, currently, reservists are required to report for training up to four times in eight. In the eight years 
following their discharge from active duty, but under the new rules, they would only receive training twice in the eight years. And the new regiment will be tested in the first three quarters of this year on about fifteen thousand soldiers, okay, reservists,、um, at twenty-four battalions, and one company across the whole of Taiwan. The military would review the program in the fourth quarter、uh, to see if it's generated the, the kind of results that they wanted before deciding whether to fully commit to it. So, in the meantime, another ninety-seven thousand reservists would be trained under the current program. That means they're going to go into training. And I'm thinking about some of my friends、uh, who married in a reservist. Okay, they. I remember. Well, I mean, I know of one friend whose husband. Was actually、um, in the military for ten years, and then he decided to、uh, give it up. And well, not give it up.、Uh, yeah, give it up. And then、um, I don't know. And then and then study finance, something like that,、uh, because he realized that he's pretty good at it, and he always had a good sense of, you know, about money and about finance and about I don't know, investment. I guess、um, we all make a joke saying that he's going to be. Come the、uh, director of the、uh, um, the central bank, you know, someday. But、uh, anyway, so、uh, I'm thinking about those kind of people, and he just became a daddy. He's a new daddy. I mean, what what happens? You know, some, some something like this is so far into you know, and like I've never it never crossed my mind to think that one day we're gonna have to、e- equip our men. And then they're gonna have to go into battle,、uh, especially now that with the Russian-Ukraine crisis, I'm thinking like, wow, it, it just seems like it's it, it could possibly happen.、Um, I, I really don't want to get into it too much because it's just too sensitive and so political. But um, yeah, um, I know that my husband and my son, they both have flat feet. So they were not qualified to, you know, go into compulsory military training,、um, and and I'm thinking like, wow, actually, I thought it'd be good for my 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 son, not my husband. I mean, he's already too old for that, you know, to become a man, <laughs> like a real man, you know, to actually go for some training. Well, I mean,、um, for those friends who are the same age as my son. Um, they've all gone for compulsory, you know, military service, but only for four months. Yeah, it it went from I think when I first came back thirty years ago, it was something like one year、uh, military compulsory military service, and then it sh- got shortened and shortened, and now it's just four months. So, but I think it would always be good for all men, although I know that you know they go through hell. There, it's tough training, and yeah, you get roughened up, and、um, you might even get abused. Well, not abused, bullied. Maybe、um, you hear about these kind of things, but it's terrible. But of course, it's always great to serve the country, and、um, you can be sure that you know it, it. It includes good welfare, social welfare. Anyway, so that's that story. I mean, I learned so much just、uh, the details about it. So.、Um, Good to know, I suppose. But、uh, let's have a listen to another song here、uh, about 紧张 It means like getting uptight.、Um, 
and that is by Du Dewei、uh, of Hong Kong. 爱人，请你不要紧张。It says it translates into "My love, please do not be nervous." <laughs>
You're listening to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. I'm talking about, um, well, I was talking about uh, a news story uh, in yeah in the news last week about a new reservist uh, training program. And considering the tense situation between Taiwan and China, just like, well, I can't say just like because we're not in a war yet. I hope not. I hope never ever. Um, is uh, you know comparing ourselves to I mean considering the situation uh, with uh, Russia and Ukraine, um, we feel like we need to be prepared. So I can see the reason for the new training program. But in the meantime, though, there's also something pretty serious, um, and that is uh, global warming is posing serious threats to Taiwan if we don't take any action. And uh, that's according to the Ministry of Science and Technology. So, without any plans to mitigate and adapt to climate change, Taiwan is going to face serious challenges in the years ahead, according to the ministry. And this was after uh, a day after the publication of a major United Nations climate change report. And that report was the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, a UN body that assesses climate change-related science. So, the Ministry of Science and Technology in Taiwan says that uh, in a statement that its latest study, the UN study, indicated that human-induced global warming could disrupt both local ecosystems and the lives of all the Taiwanese people. So, there could be more extreme weather, including stronger typhoons, more severe droughts, and intensive rain. That is true. I've been back in the last thirty years, and I've seen really some major changes in the climate here.、Um, I'd say maybe in the last ten、um, years,、um, summer has been hotter and hotter, and winter has been colder and colder. And like for the month of January and February this year, we had nonstop rain. It was literally like raining every day, and sometimes pretty hard. And it can really, you know, get so depressing. I mean, you just fall into depression. And I think I did for a couple of days.、Um, what happened was that、um, my son has kind of moved out, and but he's left a cat with me for now. For now. And、um, I realized that、uh, you know we we have this automatic feeding machine for the cat, you know, for cat food. And he was it, it, I realized that he had turned on the night view、uh, or camera to see the cat, you know, because he you know, I just assumed he misses the cat. And so I thought that wow, you know, he missed the cat so much that he's. You know he's watching him at night, kind of secretly, because he forgot to turn it off. And so I thought he's just thinking about home, and he wants to come home, but he's afraid to say that he wants to come home. You know, and 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 so I got all depressed, thinking that oh he misses home and he wants to come home, but he doesn't dare to say it. And you know, and I got all worried about him when I shouldn't. And and I realized I was overreacting, and I thought, why am I like this? And I thought it's the it's the rain. So I blamed on the rain, and I think that I kind of fell into depression for two days. You know, I I I I got emotional and, and was crying a lot those two days. This is pretty bad. And then、um, stronger typhoons. 
I am thankful that it had been been hadn't been any typhoons, but but um you know you never know, right? Um, they kind of just missed us, you know. You know, the, the the tail end of the typhoon kind of hit us, and that's about it. Um, there are more severe droughts. Yeah, it's true. For the last two or three years, we've had droughts, and that is like you know unthinkable. I mean, before this, we we never had this kind of problem. And then, okay, needless to say, intensive rain. So um, this is pretty bad. And it says that the world faces unavoidable multiple climate hazards over the next two decades with global warming of 1.5 degrees Celsius. Even just that can make such severe, you know, impact on uh, the world, on climate. It even says that temporarily exceeding this warming level will result in additional severe impacts. Okay, some of which would be irreversible. Yeah, and and we're not only talking about you know risks for society, but also you know to infrastructure and low-lying coastal settlements. That's what it says. So in the case of Taiwan, a global increase of two degrees will cause sea levels across the country to rise by 0.5 meters, while four-degree growth will lead to a 1.2-meter increase, which literally means the chances of Flooding, it would be much higher, especially in the southwestern part of Taiwan. So it can, of course, you know,、uh, damage ecosystems and agricultural sector. We rely so much on agriculture here.、Um, and it says, if global temperature increases by an average of two degrees, Taiwan will see its rice harvest reduced by five to twenty percent. Now that's a big range, but、e- either way, you know, it's bad. Okay, and. And then also the spread of yellow fever, mosquitoes, a dengue fever agent, further north,、oh, that would be terrible. Okay,、um, I hate mosquitoes anyway. So,、um, well, Taiwan is saying that it's doing something, but it's not enough, you know. And so basically, some experts are saying, you know, telling the government to focus on what's more important. You know, it's sometimes it's hard to focus on what is priority, but I think in this case, climate change really is a serious situation, and yeah, we 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 need to you know pay more attention. I don't know. I I wish, I wish people can do something, but、uh, in the meantime, I gotta be more aware, love the earth, turn off lights, turn off unnecessary electricity. Um um. Okay, one thing I told my son to get electric scooter, so. That's good.、Um, we have yet to change the electric car. Well, that could be the next thing. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm going to end a song by Jiang Songlin. 我不害怕 I'm not afraid. Yeah, I'm just trying to brainwash myself. For tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster, we hope you enjoyed our programs. 
You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at Radio Taiwan underscore ENG. And if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into 6100 kilohertz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kilohertz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. Music